Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous hump day, Wednesday morning. And uh, hard to believe a week from tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And then before you know it, I mean, Thanksgiving, for a week from tomorrow is Halloween. My point was, uh, it's hard to believe that uh, it would be Thanksgiving just not long after that, Christmas. I mean, it just... Uh, uh, it amazes me how fast time goes by. It just doesn't seem possible uh, for this much time. I mean, just, you know, it seemed like when I was a kid uh, for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and, and you know, it just seemed like it took forever. I mean, you know, it's like summer's lasted forever. It just, you know, it, and it's just like, see, like the older I get, there it is, there it is, there it is. There. It's like I'm just recovering from the uh, uh, uh last Christmas's purchases and it's right back on me again, you know, and, and I want to make sure my wife and kids have a good Christmas and praise God they always do. But I just, uh, you know, it's, you know, shouldn't be something just once a year we show somebody we love them. It should be every uh, day of every year, but uh, still puts pressure on you to make sure, try to do something that you try to make somebody else happy, I guess. But uh, just, uh, uh, good morning, Kay. But I, uh, um, so it just amazes me that Halloween is already right here. We're going to have our fall festival a uh, week from today at, at the church. And uh, and then uh, straight on into to Thanksgiving. So, you know, of course, uh, you go to Wally World or some of these other stores. They, they's already putting, uh, I think, Halloween decorations up. Uh, um, uh, gosh, what, back in june i think and then uh uh they already had christmas stuff out too it's just it's insane it just i don't know it just amazes me and it's just i don't know about you all but it seems like the people out there are getting nastier and more rude i tell you i just get the point i absolutely dread the thoughts of going to a walmart anymore i you know i never care much for it anyway but it's just like the people are getting nastier and more rude and it's just oh man and the fact these people, well, I better let it go. But anyway, just fact is, these and some of these kids need to have their butts spanked in a major way. But anyway, <laughs> it's sick. I hear some kids squalling in the aisle, and some liberal woman saying, "Now, now, Johnny, let's not do this." I'm thinking, yeah, my mom said, like, "You do that again, I get you home, we'll bust your fanny." Or she took me to the bathroom, wore me out, and guess what? I was good for the rest of the time we was at the store. So <laughs> amazing how that works. So. But anyway, uh, uh, let's, I digress. Let us move forward here. We're going to look at First Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 8 this morning. And uh, if you have your Bibles, use those Bibles, man. That's what I'm trying to tell you people. Use your Bibles, okay? I say, I, I know I sound like a broken record. I say this every morning. But I just want to, dr I cannot drive this home enough to use those Bibles underline them highlight them make notes that is your weapon you need that to be able to turn to quickly when you're in you should be in it every day anyway but to uh, when you're particularly when you're in help uh, you're needing uh, you know you're in trouble and, and you just and you need God's words you've got certain verses you can turn to that will help you at that moment to fight back and um, so I, you know I have like I said I have no problems with you using electronic devices your phones iPads, tablets, whatever uh, in church. I got no problem with that at all. It's just I don't want you to neglect using those physical Bibles at home or wherever 
be sure and use those, all right? Don't let no dust gather on that Bible. So that is not a good thing. Uh, Donna says, Johnny got to catch a whooping. Yes, indeed, Miss Donna. That is for sure, because uh, uh, I tell you what, there's, that's for promise society uh, today. There weren't enough parents who cared enough to uh, explain to little uh, Johnny and Susie that you were to have respect for others and authority. And that's why we have uh, little snots running around now that need their little coconuts uh uh, readjusted. <laughs> Sometimes the learning process can be painful. So, but anyway, let's go look at First Peter, chapter one, verse eight, and I'll uh, bring us up here. And it says, "Whom having not seen, ye love; in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory." And uh, and I know the King Jimmy is a little hard to uh, to uh, to understand sometimes. And uh, but reason I personally, if it was me, I would probably preach from the English Standard Version. I just you know I love the poetic nature of the King James. It just you get a little tongue tied sometimes trying to read certain verses. And uh, but the reason why I don't preach from English Standard, it's just majority of people they've just grown up with King James. It's what they're used to, and I have tried using the ESV, and I could tell people did not like it at all. So that's why I, I, I stick to the King James. It's just what most people are used to. But anyway, you read that verse, and it's kind of like a you know theeth and thouth, and you kind of feel like you're talking like Sylvester the cat there, you know, after a while. And uh, oh, Father, the theme of it all. But um, so uh, let's let's look at this verse in all seriousness now. What's going on here? So, uh, whom having not seen, uh, ye love. You know, so here we have Jesus Christ, and uh, and when this verse was written, uh, you know, they had not seen him. You know, just as today we have not seen him, but yet they knew about him. They knew what he was about. And uh, and yet they believed in him and they loved him. I mean, you can't help but think of doubting Thomas, who who wanted to touch the scars in his hands and, and his side. And and Jesus looked at him and said, "How much more are those who have not seen and yet believed?" You know, and that's one thing that is faith. It is that enduring faith that only comes from God. It's not something we drum up on our own. It's not something we can can conjure up or buy or purchase or you know it is faith that comes from god alone and when god opens our eyes and we are able to have that faith and to understand the things of jesus christ understand the things of god uh we are we are devoted and love him uh like nothing this world could ever imagine we love him more than father and mother sister and brother we love him more than anything else in this world because of that faith that god instills within us and those in the world you know they want hardcore proof they want scientific proof well we have historical proof that jesus did walk this earth and we had set we have secular writers who talked about jesus christ i've actually i've literally read on social media that uh people saying that uh, that jesus christ wasn't real and he didn't exist i'm thinking you're freaking crazy man uh i shouldn't say freaking uh, my mom gets on me when i say that uh, they're crazy and uh, but anyway they uh uh because his history proves that Jesus walked walk this earth. And historical, secular historians, I'll get out of here in a second, secular historians uh, wrote not only about Jesus, but his great magic because they didn't understand the miracles he performed. And 500 witnesses saw him at the resurrection. People, if this was all lies, it would be so easily to disprove. The secular historians would have easily said, hey, there was no Jesus. These Christians are crazy. This never happened. They couldn't because he he... he 
really lived. You know, it's like saying, well, George Washington lived. I've never seen George Washington. I've never seen Abraham Lincoln. How do we know these people really lived? That's because we know our history, or sadly, uh, there's a great many out there who don't know our nation's history, but uh, it'd be like saying they didn't exist. We have history and proof that they did walk the earth, and that Jesus, had, uh, with 500 witnesses at his resurrection, uh, that um, uh, saw that, Jennifer uh, says, now you're going to get a whooping. Yeah, it's true, Jennifer. Yeah, if my mama see is, you're going to spank me for saying freaking. But anyway, uh, so uh, we see that, and in, in the, the, the scriptures were written within the generations that they saw Jesus uh, and at his resurrection. So you see how easily it would be to disprove and prove this as alive. And we know that it's not. We have these valuable truths that Jesus was and is real, and we have proof of his miracles, what he's done. So we know if Jesus is real, we have proof of his resurrection, we have proof of all these things, then we know that if Jesus is real, then by token, God is real. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. So even though you have not seen, ye love, we love Jesus because we know what he done for us. We know the sacrifice he gave for us and that so that we could live. Justice had to be, be, be was demanded by God and payment had to be given. And so we had a debt. You've heard my dad say this many times. We had a debt we could not pay, but Jesus paid the debt he did not owe. And that's a, a wonderful thing. So having not seen ye love in whom thou, in, in love in whom Though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. A joy that only comes from God above. Uh, so you can have fleeting joy in, in things of this world. You can have uh, happiness that is fleeting in the things of this world. But it's only through Jesus Christ that we have the joy that is everlasting, a joy that is eternal, a joy that, that we have that future hope of the glory of Jesus Christ. That is joy that only comes from God above. And so, you know, but just because we're saved, you know, I think some people think that, uh, just because we're saved, that we're not going to have any more problems or or anything by that stretch of the imagination, that everything's going to be hunky dory, and that uh, and so that's one thing I want to tell people is that um, when we have joy, all right, you're you're seeing this. There we go. Seeing this right here, this little uh, icon down here at the bottom of the screen says joy. Talking about this very per verse here in First Peter uh, one eight. You know, think of it this way: there are those in the Bible that were under attack that didn't always exemplify joy in uh, the things of God. I mean, you look at, um, uh, oh goodness, uh, you look at Job, who said he wished he'd never been born. You look at uh, King David, who said he wished he could be in another place when he didn't have to deal with this reality. You look at Elijah, who wanted fire from heaven to be cast down, and he wanted himself to be killed. Uh, you see these men of God who were in, in this disarray, uh, who felt hopeless and wanted God to kill them and did not want to live at all. And so, you know, sometimes we can feel like that ourselves, that uh, we uh, don't want to, um, uh, sometimes we don't feel like we want to go on. Sometimes we feel like we're completely, totally alone uh, in that, uh, you know, like, God, why? You know, why even have me on this earth? Why do I even live? What is even my purpose? You know, uh, you know, all these bad things continue to happen, and it's just no good ever, you know, ever comes my way. And that's the way it feels. Like, God, just take me out of this earth. Sometimes we can feel that way. There's times I feel that way. I'm like, God, you know, I've messed up so many times. Why, why am I even here? Why do you even have me on this earth? And uh, But the reason why we exist 
is, is to serve the Lord God with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being to be a servant to Jesus Christ. And I think, you know, so oftentimes we, we focus our attention on our problems instead of the problem solver. If we, if we would just focus and channel all that energy on Jesus Christ, showing our dependence upon Him, showing our dependence upon God the Father, understand that He is in control of all things and situations. That will uh, fill you with joy unspeakable and full of glory, as we see in this verse here this morning. And so that is where our joy comes from. It is an eternal, everlasting joy. It's not a temporal joy. Uh, you know, happiness, again, ha there's a difference between happiness and joy, and happiness can be fleeting. And joy can be fleeting if it's in the wrong direction, if it's, it's focused on the wrong things of this earth. You know, you can have joy in riding a roller coaster or going on a cruise, or you can have joy in buying something, but that is only temporal. That is only fleeting. It's not going to It's not going be something you look on and reflect on and, and, and fills you in times of trouble. It is only Jesus Christ that gives us that joy in times of trouble. When the world we live in feels like it's crashing down upon us, it is that un unspeakable joy you know if you know again going back to philippians 4 6 and 7 of course i've repeated this many times but the reason why i repeat it so many times is because i take great comfort in those verses that to be anxious for nothing but by prayer and supplication let your request be made known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through him and then we see uh the fruit of the spirit of love joy Peace, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness. Uh, and so we see that even the fruits of the Spirit of joy that only comes from God above. And so that's why that's what we have to cling to. We have to cling to Jesus Christ. That is the only thing that will strengthen us, that will encourage us, that help us to endure, to help us to persevere, to get through these things in our lives. And uh, we will face a lot of uh, different situations uh, in, uh, in adversity, in trials. And uh, our trials and our faith in God will only strengthen us and make us stronger. And uh, so that when the next obstacle comes, uh, we will be able to stand more boldly and more confident because of what we've been through in our past. And it's not fun. Like I heard a guy say one time, when you feel like you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot in it and hang on that much harder. And you know what? I thought that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of times we're thinking, man, I'm at the end of the rope. I don't know how much longer I can hold on. I want to slip off any minute and fall into in, oblivion. But tie that knot in it, realize who's in control, and hang on. Never, 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 never give up. Keep pushing forward. Keep moving forward. Don't look back at the past. Keep moving forward. You can't get nowhere looking backwards. Realize where your joy and your hope lies. It hopes in your it lies in Jesus Christ. That's what we have, man. We understand that if God is for us, who can be against us? And so when we have that confidence, see, that's why when, when things were going nuts, the people of the world were thinking, man, how are they handling all this stuff? How is this even happening? You know, they should be a nervous wreck. And it's not to minimize pain. I think some that's another flip side of that. Sometimes I think Christians feel guilty. Well, I shouldn't be upset and I shouldn't be this way. Well, it's okay to get upset. It's okay to get mad. It's okay to cry when things happen. It's it's okay. That's part of our, our human nature. Uh, even God shows him emotions. He instilled emotions in us for a reason. But we need to understand who is in control. And even though we, we are as fragile in our psyche and our emotions can be, we can have that full trust in God and, and receive his joy. And, and, and that's what the world do, does not understand and can never have is something that God gives us is that joy and that faith and that peace and that comes from him. So we cling to that faith. We cling to that hope. And we know for those of us who are saved where our future glory is at and we get to spend all of eternity with Jesus Christ. This too shall pass. 
All right, as old William Shakespeare has said, you know, some have uh, thought that was from uh, the Bible, but this too shall pass. These things are temporal. We need to focus on the eternal. We need to focus on that daily walk with Jesus Christ. And when you can focus your attention on that and not your problems, that's when your joy will be complete. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you blessed us with. Thank you for another day to serve you, to glorify you, Lord. Let us put you first above all things. Lord, we know the in the Greek we have chara, uh, which means joy, and with where we also get the word charis, where we get grace. And thank you for your grace, your mercy, your joy that fills us and sustains us each and every day. And Lord, if there's anyone this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with our teachers, bus drivers, parents, and children as they're going to school. Let them get there and back safely without any problems or complications. Lord, I, I know that there are a great many people on social media that have been requesting prayer concerns. Uh, those who are dealing with loss of a loved one those who are dealing with uh, uh, grim diagnosis, uh, those who are uh, having to call in hospice, those who are dealing with pneumonia and different sicknesses, be with these individuals. Let your healing be full and complete. Let your will be done in each and every situation. Be with this nation. Touch hearts and minds like never before, Lord, and let them come to know you. And Lord, be with our president. I pray that you will put protection about him and his family. Give him wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. And Lord, let him turn to you and let him seek you for all things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you all for uh, watching this morning. Donna says, on fire as usual. Thank you, Donna. I appreciate those encouraging words. But I uh, appreciate y'all watching this morning. And um, they still have my uh, other Facebook account uh uh, unaccessible. It is. Uh, I, they've shut it down. It's not Facebook jail. You know, just, it's not that. It's not that at all. It's saying that um, they have reported it, it has been. They have seen suspicious activity and uh, wanted more uh, identification from me. This is twice within a two-day period they've done this to me, uh, or within a week, I should say, uh, that um, uh, they've shut it down completely, can't get into it. But I, if it wasn't for this second account, I would not be able to get these devotions out, uh, well, probably on YouTube maybe, but uh, wouldn't be able to do this. So I don't know what's going on. I honestly believe it's because these devotions, the Christian conservative views in which I share, and I think they're trying to silence that. They, you know, if you're a Muslim or or if you're a radical left, anything goes, say whatever you want. But as a Christian, they want to silence us. They want to shut us down. And my friends, we must stand true. We must stand strong and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, no matter who likes it, but speak that truth in love. If you want to, um, uh, the Russians, yeah, definitely. That's probably what it is. They think I'm a Russian agent or something. But uh, but anyway, if you want to share these devotions, and you think friends and family like to, to do this, uh, have them add me to this account at Dr. Young 77. Uh, share this. Get the word out there. I, hey, I want to add as many people on there as I can. You get the word out. Say, friend him because they're trying to quiet him and shut him down. Let's get the word out. Let's get the gospel out. And so let's, if you can share this, say, hey, friend him on there uh, and let's show Facebook it. We're not going to take uh, their, their stuff. So lying down. So uh, share this. Let's get the word out. Let's uh, share these devotions. And uh, if you, um, if they don't do uh, Facebook, of course, they can go to Twitter at Dr. Matthias Young. And uh, also if, uh, if they, if you want to listen to these 
devotions, sermons, podcasts. I have uh, on the uh, Apple Podcast free, the Doc Young Chronicles, and uh, you can go there and listen to interviews and things. So if you're working or working out, you can go on there and, uh, and listen as you go throughout your day. And as always, if you don't go to church anywhere, we'll invite you out to Fountain of Life Bible Church and watch all our services live on the internet at flbconline.com. Invite you out tonight, 7 o'clock, and uh, we, uh, Lord willing, we're going to dive into some verses in Romans, and uh, I think it's a very applicable and be a good teaching uh, this evening. So please come on out and join us. Bring friend, family, and foe, and we will have a great time in the Lord. So hope everyone has a great day, a blessed day, and remember, you can say it with me, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. Hope you have a blessed day.